Welcome to the show. Last week I began a new series, uh, not a financial one. We're not going to talk about financial topics today, but we're in the midst of a series, uh, a review of a book called Finding Peace in Life Storms. And Finding Peace in Life Storms was written in 2012 by my wife and I in response to a series of trials that we had going on in our life at the time. and. We were, we were a bit perplexed at what was going on, and we'd reached a bit of an impasse in our life. And the whole thing started really because I began to seek God's plan for us in the midst of the things that, we were, that were going on in our life, really understanding what God's Word says about trials and suffering and worry and all these different things that had come against us in hopes of providing some hope for ourselves. Uh, I do want to mention at the onset that we do have a website that supports this material. Uh, the website is isgodincontrol.com, isgodincontrol.com. Uh, on the website, you'll find more information about the book, um, but you'll also find the podcast of this radio show. So we will be putting them on there, so if you miss any of the uh, episodes, you're welcome to go to that. Uh, this will be the second in the series, and um, but you will be able to go and catch up on anything that you were not able to hear. Uh, I talked last week about questions, important questions, questions that I was asking. And these were questions that I needed, I felt like I needed to answer in my own life, um, such as, why do we suffer? You know, this idea that we have a loving God, the creator of the heaven and the earth, he certainly has the ability to change a circumstance in our life, you know, why do we suffer? You know, a lot of people don't believe in God because they don't believe that God could exist in a world that people suffer. They don't believe that that anybody could turn around could just overlook that. Because people do suffer in this world, that is the conclusion is that God doesn't exist. And I wanted to know why, you know, why do we, why do we suffer? Is it our sin? Is it the sin of others? Is it because we live in a broken world? You know, if God loves us, then why does He not shield, shield us from harm? So let's get into the actual teaching of the book today. Last week was more of an introduction. Today I want to pick up from there. And to begin with, I want to start with a couple different scriptures that were very meaningful for me. Uh, and I'm not necessarily going to read the scriptures. You're probably familiar with them. Both are from 2 Corinthians, uh, both written by Paul. Uh, the first one was from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, starting in verse 23. Uh, this is a famous passage that talks about Paul um, and the things that happened to Paul. And you probably are familiar with this. He's talking about being in prison, being beaten, uh, being whipped, have uh, stones thrown at them, being shipwrecked, being hungry, gone without sleep, uh, being cold and naked, thrown in prison, just all these different things um, that happened to Paul. And this was especially meaningful scripture for me because when I thought about it, one of the questions kept coming up in my mind. And this is what began to lead me towards some of the understanding of of what ended, eventually ended up in the book and, and really was meaningful for me. But the question was, is it not interesting that Paul's life was filled with such difficulty? Is it not interesting that his life was just so difficult? 
I mean, look at all these different things. He was beaten. He was flogged. He was thrown in prison. He was starved. He was thrown, had stones thrown at him. I mean, he, he suffered. Why? You know, when you think about who Paul was, you know, Paul, in my opinion, is the most, was the most significant Christian in history. He wrote more of the New Testament than any other person. And I believe him to be the most significant Christian ever. Certainly the most significant one, at least after the time of the disciples. You know, so in, in lieu of his importance, in lieu of what he did, and how he promoted Christianity, how he promoted God, how he started churches, how he dedicated his life to service and suffered, why was his life filled with such difficulty? You know, how much of the things that happened to him happened because he was obedient, because he was following God's word uh, for his life and spreading the gospel and so forth. Well, just about all these things happened to Paul because of what he was doing. I mean, he was ticking people off. That's why he was beaten. That's why he was thrown in, thrown in prison, all these things. So his suffering was directly the result of his obedience to God. And if you look at the importance of Paul, wouldn't you think that, that God would have spared Paul? Don't you think he would have had a little bit easier life? But what came out of this, what came out of this passage for me was that there seems to be a disconnect between who we are and our behavior and what our circumstances are. Because I think a lot of times, and I know this was certainly the case with me, um, I felt to some degree on some level that what I was doing was causing the circumstances around me. In fact, several of the situations um, either felt like directly I caused them, and then some situations where I did not feel like my behavior was a direct circumstance, had a, had a direct relation on the circumstance, it was even more confusing to me because I hadn't done anything wrong. So what, I mean, did, did Paul do anything that led to his circumstances? Was God mad at him? You know, why, why was his life not filled with, why was his life filled with so much difficulty? Well, the conclusion that I see in chapter, in this, in this particular chapter, is that our circumstances have nothing to do with us. They have nothing to do with what we do. Sometimes we cause our own pain, yes. But there's no direct relationship here. This is not about you. It's not about, it must be about something else. It's not about God being mad at you. And there was a second passage, this, I mentioned two passages, the first from chapter 11, the second from chapter 12. And chapter 12 is a pretty popular um, scripture, and I just want to summarize it very quickly. But chapter 12 is talking about uh, Paul's thorns. And it's a famous chapter that's talking about Paul's thorns. We don't really know what his thorns were. Um, I figure it was some kind of physical affliction, something that made his job a lot harder, something that, you know, maybe something that made it hard for him to get around. Um, maybe it was something that um, zapped a lot of his energy, a lot of pain, something along those lines. But he had a thorn. He had something that he didn't like. And he pleaded with God to take it away. And God said no. And so the question I asked is, you know, why would God say no? 
you know, back to back to again to the importance of Paul, who he was, what he was doing. I mean, Paul was doing great things for God. He had dedicated his entire life to God. I mean, why why would God not remove his thorn? I mean, hadn't he earned that reward? You know, it just it it didn't really make sense to me that Paul was doing such great things and yet God would allow him to have a handicap. So God calls Paul to do these things for him, but then allows him to have a thorn that makes doing it even harder. That didn't make sense to me. So there obviously seems to be some kind of disconnect between our circumstances and what we're doing in life, our obedience. In fact, you can also conclude at looking at, particularly at the first scripture, uh, the first chapter, chapter 11, that obedience directly leads to suffering. It certainly did with Paul. You know, the things that were happening to him happened because of his obedience. The things that happened to him, the suffering that he had, uh, happened because of what he was doing for God, because he was making, he was upsetting people. And so these, these, this was the beginning of kind of the beginning to understand and it kind of led to some initial conclusions that I want to uh, share with you today. And the first of those conclusions, uh, in looking, particularly looking at these two scriptures, was that we are not created for an easy life. You know, we're not created for easy. You know, I know we talk an awful lot about the Christian life being the better life, the abundant life, and I believe it is. But quite often when we think of better, we think of easier, we think of more comfortable, we think of more prosperous. You know, life is certainly not perfect and it's certainly not pain-free. But I think a lot of times we think about our own happiness in, 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 in lieu of the absence of trials, not the presence of them. So we think about happiness in, in, in the absence of those trials. And I felt like in looking at, at these particular passages with Paul that it was very clear that God is not concerned about your comfort. That's not God's concern. God, God's primary concern is not to give us an easy life. Now, I know a lot of times we think that way. You know, we think that, that God is there to provide a more comfortable life, a more prosperous life, and, and I don't believe Scripture supports that. You know, whatever happens to us uh, was either sent by God or allowed by God to happen. So there has to be a reason for that. You know, and, and you know, this idea that, that God is just going to take it all away is not supported by Scripture. It's not supported at all. In fact, my our pastor every week has does something very interesting. Um, we have a bit of a routine on Sunday morning that he will get up and he will welcome people and he will welcome the visitors especially and he will invite them to uh, participate more in the church. And he always makes the same statement. And it is, is that if, if you stick around the church long enough, you'll learn that, that we are just ordinary people that have discovered uh, an extraordinary truth, which is life is better with Jesus. But I think the essential problem, and the one that I was having, was that when I hear life is better with Jesus, that doesn't mean easier. In fact, you can look at Paul's life and conclude uh, 
uh, that life is actually going to be harder. Let's go to break, and we will continue with that and come back and uh, talk a little bit more about this.